Welcome to another episode of the Golden Moment Podcast. My name's Mio Biskin. Today I had a conversation with Johan Planefeld. He is a filmmaker, he's a music video creator. He directed and produced the music video for one of my songs called That's So Pretty, which was a collabor- collaboration across the globe. So me here in Australia, in Melbourne, and Johan in Berlin. He's originally from Sweden. And uh, we had a number of really great conversations leading up to that collaboration. It was an experiment for me to be very hands-off in making a music video. And that tended to work out really well <laughs> when I wasn't involved. So um, yeah, I wanted to share this conversation with Johan. His work is really beautiful. He's very talented filmmaker. And if you'd like to check out any of his work, you can go to hollytropic.com. There'll be a link in the description below wherever you're listening to or watching this. And I'll also leave a link in there for the music video that's so pretty that we did together in case you want to check that out to know kind of what we're talking about in this episode. But otherwise, it was a really wonderful free range kind of conversation about visual art and filmmaking and Johan's journey through all of that. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Johan Planefeld. I'm here with Johan. Welcome to this podcast or whatever this is. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So yeah, I really wanted to um, get you on here so that we could talk about filmmaking and, and visual art kind of stuff that you do. And I suppose maybe the story of even how we collaborated is is kind of interesting, I think, across the oceans. So you're in mm-hmm. Berlin, I'm in Melbourne. And um, yeah, I. Um, so we made a music video together. And it was beautiful and you did such an amazing job. So, but um, yeah, I'd love it, love it if you maybe just told us a little bit about kind of what you do and how you perceive what you do, you know, what your main interests are in filmmaking and yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, it's a very, uh, very difficult question. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I, I think least about these days is filmmaking. Mm. Uh, that's very, very, very far away in, in my in my head. I mean, I've been making films for, uh, I think, yes, my first film I made 20 years ago. And since then, I've been like making a lot of movies every day and also working as a freelancer, uh, earning my money like this since maybe uh, like 14 years or something like this. Mm. And, uh, but at the same time, also running uh, my own projects uh, more artistic films and, and fiction projects. Uh, so uh, there's been a lot of that. And, and somehow I come to a point where I'm not taking in any, um, I, I don't know, every time I see a film, I'm thinking I've seen that. Okay, that's been done. Mm-hmm. There, there is, for me, that, that field of filmmaking is not very inspiring at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, very, it's great for making money. I, I, mm-hmm. I like it as a job, a job where I can... Uh, you know, do things for people. Uh, I, I find that kind of more satisfying than working on my own projects uh, at the moment. Mm. But but still, these own projects they, they keep coming. Even if I'm even if I'm trying to stop them from coming, they right. keep kind of popping up. 
<laughs> and every time I make a film, I say this is the last time, absolutely the last time I do it. <laughs> and then there's uh, kind of a year or two from post-production and it's gone and suddenly there's a fucking idea again who wants mm-hmm. me to do something. I'm getting very passionate and inspired and I do it and, and, and that's a terrible period. <laughs> and then I had to kind of suffer the, the cause of this uh, idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So my relationship to film uh, as an art form is is uh, kind of ambivalent. Yeah, I still haven't really got my head around what to do with that. I'm always trying to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then parallel to that, working uh, for people is very pleasurable, and and I get to be creative and use use my talents in a in a kind of uh, yeah productive way. And, mm-hmm. and I also feel I'm contributing a little bit more to society doing it. So. Right. It has been shifting. In the beginning, I only want to make art and no work, and then it's kind of mm. switched over in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. So I've, I had a conversation recently about a songwriter who, well, to, with a songwriter who said a, a similar thing about making, you know, writing his own songs. I think he said it was terrifying or it's, um, yeah, I can't remember the word exactly, but that it's, there's, it's this very challenging thing to do and it's quite painful actually to do it. And it sounds like it's slightly different to your relationship where he's like, once it comes out, then he's obsessed with it and he loves it. But the actual process of confronting the project and making it happen or whatever, is that the same for you or is it a very different experience? I, I think it, there, there are different periods because uh, uh, filmmaking is, is containing so much work yeah, And very often when it's my own projects, I do most of it myself, meaning mm-hmm. that I'm the writer, producer, director, cinematographer, editor, <laughs> sometimes sound designer, you know, and then yeah. I have to also be the person who tries to bring the film out. Yeah. As each section of that is, has its own pleasures and uh, terrible moments. So n- normally in the beginning when the idea is like just uh, endlessly... Yeah, like there's this openness of possibilities and you have the vision and you can kind of create in your mind whatever you, you like. This is normally a very exciting period and you put in a lot of effort in, to write mm-hmm. it and come up with the ideas. Uh, then the production phase is the terrible moment where uh, every great idea you had slowly breaks down because you couldn't get that and that was not available. You couldn't find the right actor or you don't have the money for it. You know. So then all this amazing world you build up is slowly... Uh, crumbling mm. and that's a very painful process mm. um, and then the shooting is normally very nice uh, mm. unless you're a producer and a director at the same time then it's kind of terrible mm. uh, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah but being uh, being out in the field shooting I, I it's like a really strong flow when you're interacting with people and actors and mm. uh, so that's also rehearsals is really nice um, when you're kind of creating something together. Yeah. Yeah, and then after the shoot, there is the, uh, the shooting hangover when you look at the material and you think, oh my God, this is never going to work. <laughs> right, right. Awful. Uh, and then you, yeah, I, I walk for weeks or months before I touch it and then I start working it and suddenly it comes alive and you see that there's much more than you thought there was and then you get excited and then comes this kind of, rush of editing and creating something again then you're kind of rebuilding the castle that before kind of got torn down yeah uh, and that's also exhilarating and then you find new ways that you didn't think about and uh, yeah things come out of the material you didn't think was possible and mm. uh, 
Yeah, and then then after that comes the uh, the endless polishing of the turd. Yeah, trying micro edits frame by frame. Great, exactly frame by frame. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and then once the whole process is done and the film is done, as if I was also the producer, normally I I don't manage to send it anywhere, or maybe I make a premiere screening, send it to a couple of festivals, and then after that I'm done. Yeah, and I tell myself never to do it again. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in awe of filmmakers for that reason. It's such a long, very intensive project. Like creating an album can be like that too. You know, a, a series of songs, and you've got to collaborate. You've got to get a band together. You've got to get a studio. Like, there's definitely you know, can be quite challenging. But I've, when I've worked with filmmakers before, either you know, making music for them or and then the music doesn't come out for like, you know, four or five years later. And I'm, I'm always in awe as to how they can hold the tension for that long, you know, like how they can continue to come back to the work and re-inspire themselves with such a long time horizon. Because with, with music, I mean, there's such a quick turnaround if you want to. I mean, I can write a song tonight and then I can go and, well, I don't know, in COVID times, but I could go you know, into the park and basically start performing it and get immediate feedback. It's, um, it's quite instant. So, mm. so, yeah, it sounds like such a roller coaster. So I've got lots of questions about it. Um, but maybe we'll <laughs> yeah, start. Of course, I just want to add that once, if it's a bigger project, then the film's starting to get ready, you know, two, three years later after that you actually had the idea and inspiration. Yeah. It's at this time, often, I, I'm also so far away from these ideas I initially had. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that becomes, this, it's not this kind of direct transmission. You have to live with these ideas for a long period of time. Yeah. And, yeah, and you change as a person and your concepts change as a person too. So something that feels like a fresh, vibrant idea a couple of years down the track, I'm guessing, feels like it's lost a little bit of its sheen and you have to find your way back into it. Is that, is that kind of the, the process? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the exciting thing with the, uh, the films I've done so far is that at, at that time when I'm so far away from the story and it's done, uh, I realize, and I see it, you know, together with people, I realize, whoa, this is about something else. I had no <laughs> idea this film was about that. <laughs> yes. And uh, most likely it's kind of, I, 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 I suspect there's some kind of re- uh, uh, what is it called recreation of childhood traumas this is my right. <laughs> that's, i think what we really need to express are these intensely intense moments in our early life that needs mm-hmm. to kind of re-manifest themselves for some kind of conclusion or healing mm-hmm. and I, I think through artists that's what eventually comes out mm-hmm. and uh, i mean even even if i wrote the film and, and thought i had an idea what it was Mm. Afterwards, I realized that actually what I'm trying to recreate is something else. So that's quite fascinating. Yeah, that's fascinating. And quite a, quite a um, useful tool to have as an, as an artist. Like sometimes I, I wonder how other people get through their lives without having a process like art or self-expression or, or whatever to really process either whatever memories or situations or a stress in the moment or something that happened when you were six. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure how people really process that stuff. I'm guessing they don't. <laughs> well, if they have a good therapist, that's yeah, perfect, yeah. I think. So yeah. Sometimes I, I, I see artists uh, maybe uh, missing that, that critical point of getting good therapists. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting so uh, involved in their art process and, and think that's them and also identify with the suffering person in order to be able to perform. And yes, yeah. yeah. Maybe there wouldn't be any artists if people just get a therapist early on and, and people would be happier. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe I take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such a deep... Well, the other interesting aspect of what you're talking about is this, this sort of need to return to it, even though it can be quite a harrowing process. And then a, a time comes where the idea a new idea comes up and it feels so vivid and exciting. Um, in, in my journey with doing music, like I had to go through that cycle a number of times to, till, and I guess there are a few different responses you can have to it, but I eventually just accepted it. <laughs> you know, I just like succumbed to it and I would, I would really get into music and then I'd, I'd get off it and then, it would just come back like six months later, like, oh man, I just want to play guitar and I'd get into it and then I would drop it. And it just kept coming back and I started noticing like, okay, this thing's not going to leave me alone. So I should make friends with it and sort of embrace it and, um, and then move forward. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then coming back to, so that you know that roller coaster thing. What do, what do you think it is that that either draws you back to to doing the work again, um, or that allows you to hold the tension for you know for so long? And yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, um, I think I think this uh, exhilarating inspiration, like to be struck by it, that's like a very blissful moment. Mm. And it doesn't happen regularly, I think, for people. But once it comes mm. and, and, and you have this idea, which is kind of uh, fueling your life in a way during that period, I think mm. that's a quite special, special thing. Um, so that's the, why it happens. Um, <laughs> this I don't know. Uh, I probably, when I was a child, it happened more often. Uh, I think that every second day there was something that was so exhilarating and new and, and crazy amazing that you just wanted to do. And I, I think by age, it kind of lessened a bit. And um, yeah, so when it comes, I, I of course embrace it and, and not thinking about what it actually will mean in, the, in, in how my next year will look like because of this <laughs> moment of ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how your mind tricks you into it. It's interesting yeah. when you reflect on how exhilarating it is actually, you know, like when you do strike on an idea, it really does, um, uh, yeah, it takes over you in a way, like it becomes a very full body sensory experience. It's like a revelation. A revelation is a, it's a powerful experience. It's not an everyday experience. And so when it happens, it almost is like you, go into some type of trance where um, you have, you just are compelled to, to follow it. I hadn't really thought yeah, about how, how strong that feeling is actually. 
Yeah, I, I think for me it's a little bit like that there is a, a, a glimpse into another world opening up. Mm. Uh, so there is this, this, there's this parallel world which is kind of get shaped more and more and, and, and you start to look into this little hole into the other world and you get more, I get more and more obsessed by this other reality mm-hmm. and somehow I want to live in that reality or recreate that reality. And the more I work on it, the more it expands. Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit like creating dream worlds in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that you can, uh, uh, follow the thing through to the end. Uh, maybe that's just comes more really to the personality type and, and how, how obsessive you are as a character. Cause I know many mm-hmm. people who start projects and then they cannot finish them. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I cannot rest until something is really done. So I have this kind of constant uh, kick in my ass to, yeah. to do yeah. it. Yeah, that that's yeah. I think it's a uh, well. Yeah, it has has both sides to it, I suppose, because it continues to hound you till you get it done. But yeah. I, I I would see that as such a positive aspect because so much creative work gets abandoned very early on. You know. Because that inspiration part is so intoxicating that you have that experience and then whatever, it starts to wear off and then people go, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll just go find another uh, substitute kind of invigorating experience. Because there's... But there's actually, that what happens to me? Right, right. But there are these amazing ideas that come and I get so thrilled and the next day I kind of, I don't even remember, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or maybe yeah. for a couple of days, I think, yeah, this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is it. Yeah. And then the next week, it's like, well, actually, maybe it wasn't that good idea. <laughs> or yeah. that important. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so in the, in the collaboration that, that we did, so we worked on a music video um, for a song called That's So Pretty. Mm. And... Um, yeah, I thought it. I thought it might be interesting to just explore how how that went and the process we went through, but also just um, how how you uh, developed the idea or how the idea came to you or um, what kind of process you what that looks like. Whether it's I don't know, you do brainstorming or you just see an image or there's a reference of something you're already interested in and you can see it work or whatever. And you maybe you know unconscious of this process so this will be interesting for both of us yeah yeah well i i think first of all in the in this period i had recently moved to uh, our community our house it was a completely new surrounding like the forest mm. around and the neighborhood uh, mm. and our house i was very inspired by the actual new locations in my life uh, so this is also where where we shot the video yeah uh, so the, the the bedroom in the in the film is actually my own bedroom. Ah, oh, right. Ah, oh, cool. That's not great. looking like that. We had some serious set design going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenage girl room, but uh, <laughs> yeah. The bathroom is my daily bathroom. You know, so it, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, cool. I I think then. Um, and the forest scenes are just nearby, outside the house. Yeah, yeah, it's like 100 meters from the house. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it easy. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was nice. You know, we were all hanging out at my place and going out in the forest. Little tourists coming back eating and mm. yeah, you're right. But uh, but then uh, I, I think also uh, I, I mean the song itself was uh, a very strong source of inspiration. It had some kind of uh, nostalgic nostalgic shimmer to it mm. that I wanted to accentuate and. Uh, I guess it's like the, the parts of a, of a song that you really like, this is what you build the video around to resonate with these parts. Mm. So in a way, uh, I guess the music video is also kind of a take on the song, uh, how I see the song, mm. uh, which is maybe not the same thing as how you saw the song when you made it or felt it. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, and, and then I also recently watched this film, The Killing of a Sacred Deer mm. uh, by, what is his name? Yorgos something. Mm-hmm. A great filmmaker, like one of the new uh, uh, author filmmakers. Mm. Um, so, and this had also kind of a story about, uh, yeah, about a strange love relationship between two teenagers. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the film. Yeah, yeah. After you mentioned it, I I went and watched it, and it uh, yeah, blew me away. So it's I a terrible we, movie. I, I felt so bad after watching it. Yeah, me too. I, was, I felt a bit <laughs> nauseous. I was like, oh my God. But amazing. One of those films, I, I think many of his films, I just feel really bad afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I ended up watching a couple of his other films too. But his, yeah, yeah the, the cinematography and the storytelling of them is very unique and interesting, and which, which is why I think it, it has such an impression. Afterwards, you're just like... Like the opposite of what you were saying earlier, you know, you see a film, you're like, ah, I've seen that done, ah, I've seen that done. Mm. But he had yeah. such an interesting take on it that afterwards it's like, oh, I, don't, I haven't seen that done. <laughs> Definitely, his aesthetics are really, really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the, the process was, I think we, we took your song and then we cut together some scenes from that film and sent you mm. over as a kind of mood reference thing uh, to see how you liked it and... Uh, and then once you, you greened that concept, we uh, started to write a story around that somehow. Mm. Yeah, how did that happen? Mm. Yeah, I can't remember if you already sent a little bit of a brief when you sent that video, but I remember you saying they, um, they, this couple, they go out into the forest and they have this encounter with some supernatural force and it changes yeah. them forever um i can't i can't remember if that was sort of before or that came after but yeah i think somehow somehow we wanted to capture this kind of uh the the, the feeling of these teenage relationships where you never really can reach what you're feeling you're having a strong feeling of what this thing would be mm. but you will never reach it it's some kind of utopian idea of what the relationship will be and but you never, yeah, you can never, it never happens. It's like still kind of a dream. Uh, yeah. And also and then, in, in those teenage relationships, it, it often, well, you know, in my experience, it does feel like something supernatural happens in the relationship if it changes or turns or, I don't know, someone decides they don't like you anymore or whatever. It feels like a, a, uh, an, unna- it's like, there's like a break in the timeline of what the expectations are or something. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to keep this relationship is going to do this. And then there's like this snap in the timeline and it just goes 
to a different timeline. Like, so yeah. that's, that's a kind of super, a little bit of a supernatural thing that happens, comes out of nowhere. Invisible. And then that was also the idea. With, yeah. Yeah. And this was also the idea with uh, having the supernatural moment in the video that this would kind of symbolize, uh, uh, that something happens that makes this relationship not being able to stay together anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I guess we also base it a lot about how you described the, your song uh, when we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Now this is very far away. Now so I have yeah. a memory of what you said, but there was something I remember about the impossible impossibility or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. The song's essentially, yeah. About, uh, some lovers and yeah, there's, there's a moment where one of the lovers realizes this isn't going to work, but the other lover doesn't quite know yet. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you did a, a beautiful job of it. Like, so an interesting detail that maybe you don't know, know about the, the process of sort of um, making the clip with you was I'd made, I was making a music video for, I'm not sure if I told you this, I was making a music video for, for one of the earlier singles and the, the process didn't go well. So I was, I was doing it with some, some close friends of mine who are really amazing filmmakers and the process just fell off a cliff it, and it was very mysterious. That was like a mysterious thing as to why that clip didn't work out. And then so I tried an, a second version of it and everything was going great, but then it also didn't work out in the end. And so I was learning a lot about filmmaking because <laughs> I'm not a filmmaker, you know, that's, it's a, I was also learning it's a completely other uh, art form. Like they're obviously related music and film can um, enhance each other. But um, so when it, and then I, and then I decided to make a, take it all into my own hands and make a music video with my brother and my partner. And so we made a music video and it, and it worked and it was, I was quite happy with it. But so one thing I really wanted to explore was to just not really be that involved. And so I thought I'm, I want to see if I can find a filmmaker and really just hand basically everything over to them, you know, the, the concept. But part of that was we had a couple of uh, Skype meetings. I mean, I, I still got pretty clear on the idea I wanted and then I tried to communicate it as clearly as I could, but then I had to sort of let go and trust. Um, and, and that was an interesting process as well. So I don't know how you felt about that or if that's also um, pretty, pretty common for you that, that someone just says, oh, I want this made. Can you go and, you know, figure out how to make it or whatever. I, I think, I mean, for me, it's, that's the, actually the most inspiring situation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, especially if I have my own uh, artistic drive involved. If it's just a, a job where I have to produce something, then it can be really nice as to follow orders. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, do that and they'll get happy and everything is fine and you just do what you want. Uh, that's also a kind of a nice way of working. But when it comes to an artistic piece or something that's trying to be a little bit more uh, using your own creativity and inspiration and stuff. And then it also becomes a bit more personal. Mm -hmm. I think then it's, uh, it can be a struggle if the, uh, the contractor or the client 
has too much inputs. And especially when it's about creating uh, something which is um, a kind of a holistic idea of um, how to say, yeah, because you, you kind of, if you're telling a story, trying to kind of make a, a reality, you're creating a parallel reality. And, and then you know what elements will serve that reality. But if a client comes in and, and says, well, I, I want these kind of clothes in this uh, shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I would think, well, but that's actually not supporting the character at all. We need the audience to imagine what kind of character is in order to make the story work. And the client wants some fancy hipster clothes when the character is, you know, a car mechanic or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, like after we shot your video, or was it before? No, it was after we had a, another a music video for a German pop band. And this, mm. they were very, very much uh, wanting their things and uh, not really allowing us to create what we wanted to do. Mm. And in the end, it became like... Uh, yeah like a really clash between two different visions and it Mm. it didn't work Mm. so in the end they abandoned the video because they didn't like it Mm -hmm. uh, yeah and i would say it's because you know they're trying to get your their ideas in and it didn't really match with the whole world i was trying to create so Mm -hmm. uh yeah so i I think that's the important for the the clients to know that uh uh, there, are, there are more levels they might not be aware of that their decision will impact. Yeah. So in the end, the story didn't work in this last video because the client mm-hmm. had been removing a lot of elements, which was part of the storytelling, and they didn't... Uh, I mean, I tried to explain it, but they didn't listen. So mm-hmm. at one point you go, yes, okay, let's do what they want, fuck that, and yeah. then it doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting because it, neither party is satisfied in that dynamic but that's definitely a huge lesson that i learned so it's 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 interesting to hear it reflected back you know just your experience as a filmmaker um working with music videos or or just any client i suppose um Mm. to just let just let the artist do the thing they're really good at obviously giving parameters and collaborating but then um fulfilling the concept yeah as it's envisioned that's great yeah so i mean i think i thought our our process was very uh inspiring and very i felt very good with it mm. it was uh yeah 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 me too me too it was for me it was like a big challenge to just trust in the process and just but that's it's one of the reasons i mean i checked out your work and i just there were some aesthetic things that i just felt like oh you know you really know how to capture emotion and and mood and subtle very subtle like storytelling types of things so i felt like i was in very good hands that i could i could just hand it hand it over and we could we went back and forth with a few things but ultimately you went off and made the clip i think and then you sent me uh, the the first edit and i made a, a couple of suggestions and a few of them you went yeah and a few of them you went no and i went <laughs> okay <laughs> I was like, I could, okay, I could insist that you change that, but but that was that was part of the thing of like being more hands off and trusting your choices. Um, mm. Yeah, but it makes it easier when you're working with someone who really knows what they're doing. That's another big lesson I got got from it. It's like yeah. work with someone who really knows their stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But I have to share a, fi- a funny story from ma- the making of the video. Because mm. uh, we, we had some problem with the casting mm. until in the very last days before shooting. I, th- I think the, 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 the guy in the video, he uh, confirmed just the day before that we had planned the shoot and rented all the equipment and everything. So uh, that was the last minute because we had another actor which looked very much more like the guy in the sacred killing of a deer. Ah, right, right. Um, but then he, he was, uh, he got another job, uh, which was paid. So, uh, then suddenly, uh, he, uh, jumped off this project Yeah. because yeah, yeah, this was a low budget project. So no one who helped out was getting paid basically. Yep. So, uh, and, um, yeah, so then we lost him and then we had like a moment of panic of finding someone else and then right, right. the day before uh we get this guy and then he's all up for it and we do some uh, casting online and and we take him and then when it comes to the shooting location uh no i, I think that's the night before he's just starting to read and he's, he says like but but by the by the way i uh i, I don't have to kiss the girl right <laughs> Really disgusts me the idea of kissing a girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, like we we'll have to take uh, that scene out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we we did have a lot of kissing scenes uh, thought about it. I oh, really, uh, really for, for the idea. So um, yeah, we were like, mm, what do we do now? Okay. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, Chiran, uh, who who I was directing with, mm. she's uh, an amazing choreographer. Mm. Uh, that's that's her main profession. She's a choreographer mm. and performer. Mm. Uh, so she uh, uh, had a very, quite intensive hour of uh, somatic work and uh, working with states. Mm. So she really got him into uh, this kind of a way of reaching the more lust-filled and yeah, you know empowered yeah. moments, and also playing with intimacy and stuff like this. So it really really worked out. Thanks to yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the the interactions between them feel very intimate. There's, there's lots of just close, you know, eye gazing and, and, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's so interesting to hear that as the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very cool story. Um, yeah, cool, cool. And um, so do you have any projects at the moment of your own that have gripped your attention or, are you in a, a restful uh, moment of life? Uh, no, I actually, last year I, I ended up shooting a, a horror film. Mm. Also, uh, was not really planned in the beginning, but then it all kind of happened and I was stuck in a big, stuck. I was, <laughs> I was engaged in a big project. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah but then i was so busy with other jobs i didn't have the time to edit it until the corona quarantine which i'm very thankful for yeah yeah uh, so now the last months i've been uh, working a lot with the post-production and mm. uh, yeah it was like a 15 minute little horror film cool coming out soon i think this summer it will be ready ah cool so so not too long so you're sort of finishing up some of the editing and post-production stuff at the moment uh yeah exactly so uh that's that's also a really weird story i i i I never had an intention to make a film like that Mm. um 
it, it, but actually the idea was that we were a group of friends who were supposed to just improvise with some actor friends and just do something creative together and uh, just have fun. That was mm. the idea. Mm. And then the project grew into a Mastodon thing, like a really big project with the very expensive equipment and mm. uh, like a lot of professional actors. And yeah, it, it completely changed in the making. And also all my friends I was working with, they were suddenly busy. So then I was doing everything myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the idea of this collaborative friend project broke into something different. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to seeing it when it's done. And um, um, is there any, anywhere you would direct people to go and check out your work if they like what they're hearing here and just want to see the things that, you know, you get up to? Where can they sort of check stuff out? Uh, well, I, I would say my webpage, uh, Johan, uh, no wait, Yeah. And then, uh, the, uh, other site is, uh, holytropic.com. Yep. Holytropic.com. This is the, uh, directors I'll, I'll duo I'm running. It. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the duo I'm with the Shirana Elias Rove, Lisa Rove. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> my partner in crime which i also uh, you know directed the music video for you together with mm. yeah uh, cool. yes. these are our collaborative projects which are there yep awesome yeah and people should definitely go check them out i, I went back to the i think it was the holotropic page just in sort of preparation for this and there's just so much beautiful stuff there so people, people should go spend some time there so thanks heaps for your time. Thanks for sharing all those stories. Really nice to even get some behind the scenes, you know, that I was yeah, yeah, unaware yeah. of. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for inviting me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm happy to have done the video for you. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very happy that, uh, that I asked you to do it and that collaboration worked out really beautifully. Yeah. It was cool. really funny. We, we have the birthday on the same day, the same year. That's kind of a, we do. Yeah, we do. Did I know that already? <laughs> no. I think I wrote you. I think oh, I wrote yeah, you. Yeah, maybe you did. Yeah, wow. That's really funny. That's really funny. For a random person from Australia to contact me, that's kind of a And the same year as well, I think is, is yeah. quite interesting. There you go. Um, yeah, I actually just realized uh, that we also, I don't know if you know this, but we have the same birthday as... Um, um, Ah, uh, <laughs> slew my mind. Bob Marley. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah, Bob Marley is February 6th. So he's Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we're in good company. Good company, great. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thanks again. All right, so thank you to Johan for that conversation. It was really great to connect with Johan and rediscover that we have the same birthday on the same year that was quite fun <laughs> um yeah i hope you enjoyed that episode if you did please give it a like and a and a thumbs up share it on your own social media share it with a friend uh, write a review give it a rating on itunes or stitcher all of those things they sound like a lot of hard work but Taking a couple of seconds to do that really helps the podcast reach new listeners and music lovers. So I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, if you'd like to get a free download of 
That's So Pretty and a couple of other songs, you can go to miobiskin.com slash free music and you'll get three of my best songs sent to your email. If you'd like to get a signed, personalized, limited edition CD sent to you anywhere in the world, you can head to miobiskin.com slash GMCD. That stands for Golden Moment CD. And that also comes with a download of the digital album and artwork and lyric booklet. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. Thanks again for listening. Really appreciate you taking the time. I hope it was enjoyable. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Remember, stay golden. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.